Hey, welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives Podcast with Graham Cook. I'm your host, Michael Becchio. Today's segment opens our theme for the month of June, Overcoming. The clips for this episode are from Graham's teaching called The Art of Bouncing Back. We featured part one of it in the podcast in the beginning of May. There are several more tracks to this audio teaching. The full audio can be found on brilliantbookhouse.com. In this segment, Graham illustrates the difference between warfare and adversity and how we as believers can be overcomers in both of them by understanding what they really are and learning how to engage each one accordingly. I hope this blesses and encourages you today. Enjoy. And we're going to learn in our relationship with God the difference between warfare and adversity. Years ago, I was going to... um, I had a conference arranged at a church in uh, New England. And um, about three months, four months before the event, the leaders were, the elders were ringing, calling, ringing me up and saying, you know, Graham, all hell has broken loose around the church right now. You know, we've got sickness, we've got people losing their jobs, we've got this, we've got that. Is there a word from the Lord? I said, well, guys, I'll ask, you know, but God didn't say anything. So the next week, great, it's getting worse. All hell's breaking loose, you know, demonic this and that and the other. And is there a word from the Lord? Well, guys, I'll ask. God didn't say anything. You know, almost like for every week, for like 12 weeks, is there a word from the Lord? Well, I'm asking. You know, I get on a plane and um, to go there and and I'm saying, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm getting bulletins almost every five minutes. You know, uh, this is before Facebook. <laughs> and is there a word from the Lord? Is there a word from the Lord? And normally when I go there, you know, the, normally I go there a day early so I can like, you know, because you get in there and like, you leave at stupid o'clock in the morning and, and you get there at stupid o'clock in the evening and, and you're feeling pretty stupid, you know. So you just like, you know, have a meal, go to a hotel and sleep. So normally, you know, we, we go to the hotel and we get in, the, get in the car with the elders and we drive past the hotel I normally stay at and we pull into the church and the parking lot is full. So guys, what's going on? He said, oh, we brought the conference forward. We need to know is there a word from the Lord. So I walk in, the whole place is packed out. And, I'm, you know, it takes me like 20 minutes just to walk like, 50 yards or something to the front row and people say is there a word from the Lord and you know hugging me is there a word from the Lord we really hope you got the word of the Lord and thinking no pressure here then eh (laughs) so I'm on the front row and you know it's the shortest time of worship in the history of worship and one of the elders gets up he said we'll take the offering later I think, no, take it now, take it now, because I haven't got anything right now. And I'm asking, Lord, is there a word from the Lord? And so then he invited me up, and the whole place is clapping, and I'm standing there, and I haven't got a thing. I'm thinking, like, you know, uh, ground control to major, anybody? anybody? Is there anybody out there? Lord, if you're not going to talk, could you just beam me up or something? 
And so I'm standing there, you know, and the elders pray and all that kind of stuff and lay hands on me. And I don't know what was transferred under that laying on of hands, you know. So eventually I'm there by myself. And everyone's like, notebook, pencils, you know, ready. Come on, give it to me. Um, One guy comes up and puts a portable tape recorder at my, my feet. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm standing there. I have absolutely nothing. And so I said, well, you know, um, I think it'd be good right now to pray. Which is like prophet speak for this is your last chance. <laughs> and then I'm going to be a Buddhist. I'm just going to see how the fat boy works out. <clears throat> you have one of those moments where you just think, I want to be an evangelist now. Yeah? And so I'm halfway through my prayer, and the Lord says to me, Do you remember the prophetic words over this house? And so it's a funny thing, you know, he's like, you know, I'm praying and I'm listening. Um, I'm having two conversations now. Well, I'm, I'm praying out here and I'm listening and talking here. And I'm saying, yeah. And they're all about the church being a company of warriors, a militant community, have an overcoming spirit, and, you know, being champions and so on. Those are all the words that I'd I'd said a few of them myself, and a few of guys in the prophetic ministry I, I know and love had, you know, had, had uh, said words over them too. I said, yeah, Lord, do you remember all those words about overcoming, fighting, breaking through, breaking out, breaking in, not breaking up? <laughs> and so I said, yeah, do you remember all those words? And he said, well, this is the word of the Lord. Are you ready, son? I'm going, God, thank you, thank you, thank you. And he he just said four words. Tell them this. Welcome to boot camp. Okay, got that. What's next? No, that's it. That's it? Can you not, like, dress it up a bit? He said, well, okay, you can say... Thus says the Lord, (laughs) welcome to boot camp. Well, I was kind of like, you know, can you like, you know, at least make it a minute's worth. (laughs) No, that's it. I said, Lord, I can't say that. It's going to go down like a rat sandwich. (laughs) These guys are not going to like this. Well... Son, it's not a contest. There are no points being awarded here. It doesn't matter to me whether they like it or not. It is the truth that will set them free. I want you to tell them, welcome to boot camp. So by then, apparently, I'd finished praying. (laughs) Hadn't noticed because I was too busy arguing, you know. And so I just said, well, I have a word from you from the Lord. And people are high-fiving each other. And I said, it's this. 
This is my big dramatic moment. And yes, I did say, thus says the Lord, all right? Because <laughs> it sounded lame otherwise. Like it might have come from me, and I wanted to disassociate myself from this word, I'm telling you. <laughs> this is what I feel the Lord is saying to you. Welcome to boot camp. Well, the guy's going, do what? What did you say? <laughs> it's a boot camp. What? Yeah, Lord says, welcome to boot camp. They're all going, welcome to boot camp. Okay, I've got that bit. Well, no, that's it. Well, that's it. You flew 3,000 miles to tell us that. Welcome to boot camp. That's like 750 miles a word. (laughs) You can hear people like twittering before twittering was invented, you know? Glad we didn't take the offering. (laughs) Welcome to boot camp. And then for the rest of our time, we just unpacked what that all meant. And people needing to learn the difference between warfare and adversity. You know, warfare is full-on demonic attack perpetrated by either demons or powers or human agents who are spiritually wicked, people who are just awful in their own personality. But we're learning not to fight flesh and blood. But we do battle against rulers. We do fight against powers, against world forces of darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness. Adversity is training for reigning. Every life situation is either a real fight or it's a battle simulation. We have to know the difference between a battleground and our proving ground. There are situations that are around a lot of lives here right now. That they're not battlegrounds. They feel like it, but they're not. It's just tough training. You're learning how to be a man or woman of faith. You're learning how to overcome. You're learning how to stand against criticism without losing your own salvation. You're learning how to deal with difficult and obnoxious people, and that's why you've got them in your life. Because they are the people who God ordains to make us Christ-like. They're called grace growers. They help you grow in grace. They help you grow in the kindness of God. You know, the fruit of the Spirit mostly grows in bad soil. It grows, you know, how does kindness grow? 
It grows in the soil of a situation where someone just says something or does something unkind towards you. And now you have a choice. Do you move in the same spirit and give like for like, or do you move in the opposite spirit and prove who you are in Christ? That's adversity. That's not warfare. That's adversity. You learning to become like Jesus. You know, when we're learning to become like Jesus, most of those learning situations will be Um, adversity, not warfare. Often in warfare, we're learning to do the things that Jesus did. In adversity, we're learning to become who Jesus is. Yeah? So adversity is about character training. It's about you learning honesty, integrity, honor, how to love, how to be patient. You know, um, your husband is not your adversary. You may feel like it on days, but he is probably one of your most prominent grace growers. (laughs) He might be there to teach you patience, or you might be there teaching it him. Yeah? He might be having to learn kindness from you. We learn things from each other. That's why we don't kill each other, because you don't want to kill the person you know is teaching you a lesson, because the next person that comes along, the lesson might be a heck of a lot tougher. Better the grace grower you have than the one that God has got planned next. (laughs) That's why you work for the boss that you do in the company that you're in. Maybe that's why you're a part of the church that you're a part of. Ouch. Maybe that's why you have those neighbors close by. (laughs) You're distinctly unimpressed by that, I can see. Your training ground and your proving ground, it's, it's you one-on-one with Jesus learning how to become like him. See, it's so easy for us to give in to the flesh. You know, and when someone says something to you that's not nice and you bite back, you've just proven that at the very least you're as bad as they are. But sometimes we bite back so ferociously, we actually prove that we're worse than they are. Yeah? What's that about? If you give like for like, you may as well go around with a big placard that says, please excuse me, I'm having a carnal moment. It's lasted for the last five years. Anyone can do that. You don't even have to have the family brain cell in and working. Anyone can be carnal. What we're learning is to be spiritual. We're learning how to be Christ-like. One of the most helpful things you can do is make a list 
of all the people right now who get right up your nose. You know, you've got a love-hate relationship with them. They love to hate you. You hate to love them. Yeah? Those people could be playing unconsciously a critical part in your development. And you need to be asking the Lord questions. You know, you need to be asking, what is it that this person is there to teach you? What fruit of the Spirit are they actually going to release in your life? What is God showing you about yourself? You know, just be honest about how you think, how you feel about that individual. If it's negative, you need to take a look at yourself. Because what's happening is they are not making you like that. They are exposing the fact that you are like that. Because that's already inside of you. What they're doing is bringing it to the surface. But it's in you. They did not make you do that. They did not make you say that. They did not make you think that. Those things were already on the inside of you. God brought that person to show you what was there. Come on. You can't blame other people for how you show up. That's rank immaturity. That's what keeps us as babies. You can't say, well, you made me do it. You made me say it. No, no. It was already in you. They just brought it to the surface. And maybe God brought them into your life just to let you know this is an area which it would be really helpful if you grew up in. Please. How many times have you switched companies got new friends, moved to a new town, went to a new church, and the same thing started up. Possibly there is one common denominator. (laughs) And that common denominator just might have your initials. You can go to a different country before your plane has even got to the gate. The Lord's arranged that the person who's meeting you at the airport brings out something in you. You know what? You can't escape this because this is a huge part of the goodness of God. His intentionality is to make you like him. And he's kind of thinking, dude, if I've got to love all these difficult people, you think I'm letting you off the hook? (laughs) If I'm making you like me, you have to see these people the way I see them. I love the story Graham used to illustrate his message at the beginning. Such a great example. Beloved, I think we all, at times, have trouble differentiating between warfare and the adversity that is just a part of life. Any of us can be tempted to blame the enemy for everything, but the enemy is not omniscient nor omnipresent, 
nor honestly anywhere near impressive enough to give him credit for all of our hardships, even the small things. Sometimes it's simply little testing grounds where we get to put on Christ and let his character shine through us. And you know, it's not like the Lord to look to test you at every turn, not at all like that. He simply knows the reality of the world we live in. It will give us plenty of opportunities to learn to be Christ-like. <laughs> we don't have to endure pressure or stress regarding them though. The Father isn't keeping score, but he sure enjoys it when we face evil or a negative and choose to respond from our spirit, overcoming it with good. <laughs> that makes his heart beam with joy because he knows how beautifully good for us it is and because we're acting according to our true nature, the way heaven really sees us in Jesus. So be encouraged the moment any adversity is allowed to show up at your door, for Jesus is faithful. He has an increase and an upgrade available for you to lay hold of. As Graham likes to say, there are no problems in the kingdom, only possibilities. Sow the fruit of the Spirit, and sow rejoicing and thanksgiving when you face adversity, beloved. For it is fertile ground for the Holy Spirit to increase Christ in you and lead you from glory to glory. You do not want to miss the opportunities to sow into that because it guarantees a rich harvest. Remember, we're overcomers in all things. And as Graham said, in adversity, we're training to reign. And in warfare, we're learning to do the things Jesus did. So in either of these things, we are gaining and growing in him. Be blessed, beloved of God, and filled with his joy in life. You are greatly loved and highly favored. Have a great week.